Don't be an idiot. Changed my life. Expecting the minimum, the minimum, the minimum. That's a formula I can live by. Don't be an idiot. Get up and do better. Two imperfect pastors trying to figure it out. Welcome to another episode of Don't Be an Idiot, conversations that inspire. Honestly, that's really the whole goal here is that we just have uh, some conversations that you're listening into that we, we share stories about not, not <laughs> failing. Don't be an idiot and, and get up and, and do better, uh, inspiring people to, to do better. And today's topic is one that's super near and dear to my heart. Uh, honestly, some of the most pivotal moments of my life took place here. And we're talking about camp and uh, the role of camp uh, in, in your life. And my name's Caleb, and I am one of the hosts. And Jake's here. He's my What's other up, host. guys? Uh, Jake, you also have some really pivotal stories about at camp. Uh, tell me about that. Yeah. I honestly, every big moment in my faith, salvation, my call to ministry, mm-hmm. uh, rededications, like all kinds of things, convictions, most of those for me have happened at camp. Now, mm-hmm. for me... I mean, from a, I cannot remember a summer where I have not gone to camp. So church camp. That's kind of impressive. It's a big deal. It's been a huge value in my life and still is. And for you, I know it has been too. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, my parents, we, our church that I grew up in supported a, a camp that uh, was largely just volunteer ran and operated. So I remember going uh, every Memorial weekend for my entire life at home was spent going up to this camp and doing work projects, preparing it for camp. And then. Uh, going into third grade would have been the first year I could attend. Uh, so I, I was there. And then as soon as I could, I started volunteering to be a camp counselor. So then I'd be spending uh, one year I spent, oh, it would be five weeks uh, working uh, between going to camp and working as a camp counselor. Five weeks. A summer. In, in one summer. So let me ask you this. Yeah. How much of you being a pastor has to do with camp? Uh, I mean, that's where largely it all started. Um that call, uh, most of my spiritual walk uh, got formulated there. M- m- very much what you said earlier, yeah. that uh, not salvation, that happened just at home when I was very young, but uh, most of the critical moments, it helped push the ball so much further down the field in those intense times, as well as just socially. And we'll get into that a little bit. In, in Caleb, You think Caleb's socially awkward now. Imagine <laughs> Caleb with no... Camp now. Our church. Oh yeah, I I, I would say yeah. the same to the question to me, Caleb. Like I don't think I'd be a youth pastor mm. without camp. Now our yeah. church, we do or we take our students a kids camp mm-hmm. where we go uh, with third through sixth graders yep. and we go and we have seventh through twelfth graders to take them to camp to the same camp I grew up to. We have a awesome. mission trip we go to uh, to the yep. camp you grew up to. <laughs> I'm going to butcher the name, so go ahead and say it. Uh, camp Aowakaya. In Michigan somewhere. In Michigan. Yep. On yeah. the big lake in Michigan somewhere. Uh, not on the big lake, just off Just lake off Michigan. the big lake. Yeah, I've never been to Michigan, so I wouldn't be able to do that. I, I grew up going to camp called Falls Creek yeah. in Oklahoma, where our students still go. And tell us about how large this camp is. Yeah, when I tell people about camp, uh, it's not camp as you think it. Because most no, people no. think church camp, 200 people, yeah. max, little cabins. Yep. You know, that's, it's, that's exactly what I grew up with. Yeah. Uh, my camp, it's the largest Christian camp in the world. They boast that. I love that it's your camp. Yes. My camp. I just complete ownership. More than just spiritual <laughs> moments happened there for me. Like my first kiss was at camp. All wow. right. And so uh, formative moments. Okay. I'm going to call it my camp. 
I spent 20 years, 20 years of my life, of my summers at that camp. So my first kiss was also at camp. camp. That's, uh, I'm not sure if this is an endorsement for camp or a bad thing for camp. Yeah. Yeah. This, could go uh, south. But we, we support camp a ton. We go to two camps. Right. We take a mission trip to camp. Yep. Uh, we also support a local camp here in Lynn mm. County yeah. uh, called Shalom Retreat Center. And yes. for the first time, we have a guest on Don't Be an Idiot. Welcome, Chris Shilato, director for Shalom Ministries. You have been there now since 2009. Yep. 14 years That's now. 14 awesome. years. Uh, and your oldest boy is 16 years old? That's right. So, I mean, you've largely done all of your parenting life. That is crazy. In the context of this ministry. Yeah, Simon was two when we got there. Lewis was six months, actually. Wow. So there's a chance for your boys. It's going to be more formative than it was for us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they it, might have their first kisses so at camp. <laughs> oh, man. Martin was literally born on the property, so. Oh, oh what a flex. Yeah. All right. Martin knows wins. more camp than anyone. Yeah, he wins. He Martin wins. wins. Fine. Oh, I, So I, glad to be here, guys. I'm not sure how I got to be the first one, but. Uh, uh, you're the only idiot to. we wanted to okay, join us for all first. Right, yeah, yeah the, the number one idiot for us. That's <laughs> no, what we, no, I'm going to take that as a compliment. Yeah, do that. Do that. Because uh, we started off with a lot of idiot stories about us, so. We just want to share in the experience yes. of just. So tell us a little bit about Shalom, maybe just briefly how it got started, how you ended up there. And then after that, the cost. I mean, most people, you know, it's a blessing for them to come mm. on the podcast, but it costs our guests something. Mm-hmm. What's it cost them, Caleb? Oh, yeah. We, we require. 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 We don't pay people to come on. They pay us in something. Yes. Free in their lodging. shameful, <laughs> embarrassing. We need an idiot story. Don't be an idiot <laughs> yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, don't be an idiot. Got 120 acres you guys can come out and run around on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So a little bit of history. Yeah, uh, give us a little Shalom. bit. Uh, 85 about John and Grace Reader came back from Ivory Coast. and In Africa. In Africa, yes. Missionaries there for 36 years. And decided to turn the family farm into a camp and retreat center. So That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Grace grew up on the land. She remembers milking cows with her dad in the, the barn. If anyone has ever seen that red barn that's out yeah. there. The stanchions are still in there. Okay. So she just felt like, what? She just felt like she always felt God's peace. Mm. She's like, I'm just walking around with my dad doing this kind of social. She decided to name it Shalom. Mm. So that's where the name came from. It's a Jewish word. It is a Jewish word. Yes. Yes, It means restoration. It means peace, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then more than that, it means restoration. So we think of like restoration between God and man and man Mm. to man. Oh, that's so good. So wholeness or fullness. So, I mean, it is just a camp, but we try to read more into it there as well. So 1985, it gets started. Yep. John and Grace, Grace's family farm. I'm interested in that because family farms is, it's wealth. Like Mm. she gave all of that. Mm. To, to God's ministry. That's super cool. So how did after spending 36 yeah, yeah, years? Yeah. Yeah. She already like wasn't worried about wealth. Yeah. Her yeah. Adult life. That was her crazy. retirement. She and, gave and her retirement up. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, her portion mm. of the land there. And then later they then gave it to another ministry that then became the current board. So literally gave it away again. Mm. Wow. So wow. yeah, what a legacy. Hard for it. really did. Yep. Yeah. So how did you get to Shalom? How I got to Shalom 2008, some friends from my church in Kansas city, invited me down to a men's retreat. And so I was there and was kind of questioning a little bit like what I want to be doing. Had already been working a job out of college for about five years. Um, I had gone to a camp growing up called Young Life. Okay. If you guys have heard of that. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so, but really when I was at those camps, never thought that I would be working at a camp, let alone being the director of a camp. Man. Um, and so, yeah, it was a big cheese. Crazy. <laughs> You're the guy. Well, glorified janitor. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be clear what camp director is. Yeah. yeah. A lot of, a lot of hats. I, I, as a pastor, fully relate to that. Yes. Y- yep. Okay. Correct uh, identification mm-hmm. of. Yeah. I went to Oklahoma Baptist University, and there was a joke about camp directors. I'm not sure this is the appropriate time to tell it, but it's where old youth pastors go to die. Is camp directors, and we've talked about this before. Yep. And there's, there's my a camp joke. director all growing up. Why is that? Why do we think that? Why does that happen? Uh, <laughs> they know how to deal with a lot of. Uh, I mean, who knows camps? I mean, yeah. when we're talking about who has the experience of camps, years, yeah. you take kids there all the time. If you so said yeah. you can't be a youth pastor in a church. I'm probably going to go to a camp. That's that's mm-hmm. my next step. You know, because you've yeah. watched for years, yeah. the transformative power mm. that takes place at a camp, and you're like, "Well, that's huge." If I yeah. can't be at a church, yeah, yeah, a lot of energy too. To be a youth pastor, you got to have a lot of energy. And it just seems like it takes that as well. Yeah. So I'm there at that men's retreat, and mm-hmm. they're saying they need someone to come and help take care of the property. The current owners and caretakers were in their 90s. Hmm. And the other couple that was in was That was John John and Grace. Grace. Yes. Yep. So kind of heard that while we were there. And then about a year later, started having conversations with the board, sold our house in Kansas City, and moved down to Shalom. That's missionary stuff. Well, Sold your house to go, man, that's cool. Yep. I thought about renting it, you know, just keeping it. But like, no, I got to get rid of that up Mm. there and just be focused (laughs) down here. Was that a hard thing to do? um, it was moved from a place where I was working of 120 ish employees. So kind of a, a cultural shock really. Yeah. Uh, to yeah. Be. To small, I mean, there's 10,000 right? people in Lynn yeah, County. I worked in downtown and, Kinsey. And you're in a very rural context. Like you're not even in one of the small towns that populate Lynn County. I think that was some of like, like kind of one of my idiot stories. Like we were over at this friend's house and I'm uh, glad you brought multiple idiot stories. <laughs> let's, yeah. not, let's not. Pa- this is why we're all that. good friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's not maybe exactly what, but she was making some dinner, and we said, "Oh, what's that?" And she said, "It's rabbit stew." And I thought, "Oh, uh, what does rabbit stew taste like?" You know, I'm just kind of—is it like chicken? Everyone says <laughs> she's like, "Oh, you know, it kind of tastes like squirrel stew." <laughs> and I was like. I'm going to keep my mouth yeah. shut here. I never had squirrel. <laughs> You're like, that so. did not provide the information you think it provided. No. Chicken, that didn't pigs, help me cows. At all. Give me one of the big three, please, to, to connect this to. So that's how I got to Shalom. Oh, that's that's really cool. And you've been working there since 2008. It's, well, yeah, 2009. The year I graduated high school to make you feel any older you want to. So, uh, shut up, Jake. <laughs> Uh, and so now, now you're there and camp director, like you said, it means sometimes you're plunging the toilets. Yep. Other oh, times yeah. you're praying over preaching for groups. Yep. I mean, I mean there's got to be a list yeah, forever yeah. long. So just tell you us know, a little bit about what like uh, a week in the life of a camp director looks like. You know, I like. think a lot of the time for Shalom, uh, it, people would think that's what my role looks like. And there is some of that, but more than that, it's a lot more behind the scenes. So it's getting the space ready, making sure everything's fixed and working. I honestly, and I don't know something about me, if it's a, like hospitality or service, but I actually really enjoy knowing that the space is prepared, mm-hmm. yeah. well taken care of, and that people are going to come in and be able to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Without having to worry. Without having to worry. Yeah. And so that's, that's what great. it is for me. I mean, there is the upfront stuff. There is some of that, but yeah. We, uh, 
recently hired a worship pastor at our church, and I don't know if it's the one we hired or a different one, but they said a phrase that stuck with me, uh, undistracted excellence, me- meaning you do things in such a way that it doesn't it doesn't lead to extra distractions. And that I think that's mm. what you're talking about is like, mm-hmm. I want to create a space yes. where you're not distracted by the toilet or the, the paper towel ran out. Yeah. Or, yeah. But, yeah. You know, there's just, it's dirty or whatever. It's this thing where it's like, people don't notice if the grass isn't mowed. I'm sorry. They don't notice right. if it is mowed, right. but they notice if yes. it's not mowed. Exactly. So having that all together. And then for us, what we talk about is like, we want to help people get away from, you know, everyday pressures and surroundings, Mm. things that they're used to and that are kind of driving them down Mm. so they can get out and get away. So we don't want them having to worry about the toilet or something like that. So every time I've been on the property too, like the name Shalom, it's also a culture of Shalom. You Mm. know what I mean? Like you go on, like it's not in a big city, you know, you see all the stars, Mm. it's quiet. Uh, mm-hmm. you, I, your guys' goal is so much different than the camp we go to that's mm-hmm. loud and, po- mm-hmm. and really popular like a lot of people you're like no get here we want you to relax we want groups we want large groups but we want to retreat away from the busy mm-hmm. Right? I think like there is be- that piece too yeah like we're a camp but that's actually only about 20% of what we do man yeah the rest of it and I'm sure I don't know Falls Creek probably not they have a ton of camps maybe Aokaya 20% of ours is camps the rest is retreats men's retreats mm-hmm. retreats yeah. reunions family reunion, stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. so these are typical like outside groups that come in and rent out the facility, right? Exactly. Do yeah. you run any of your own programming where like, this is Shalom programming? Really? There's only one men's retreat right now. We call that deer camp. Yep. And that's the only one that I'm a part of on the programming side. Right. So, yeah, I've been a part of deer camp. Yep. Uh, it was really, really cool. Transformative, uh, transformative, yep. transformative, sure. big words here from the OB. <laughs> so, and I don't know if we'll ever do like actually run our own camps. We might, uh, yeah. Chris and I had like big dreams, high hopes. We were going to provide the food and everything. When we first got there, mm-hmm. we were like, whoa, what were we thinking? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. You guys, you live in the center of your camp with your family. So, I mean, how much is your family involved? I know, mm. I know Carissa is pretty involved and I know your boys are involved too. That's a great question. I was actually thinking about that after you guys, was it your last podcast? Think Orange. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole camp versus, or I'm sorry, church versus family ratio. Yeah. It's like, it's kind of the same camp versus family for me especially yeah I remember early on mm. saying to myself like and I don't know where this came from but I was like I've got to have as much energy when I walk back through the door to my house my mm. home as when I left that's my cool. house in the morning and that can be for anything right yeah but especially if you live where you work mm. and so I made that's it a so point difficult. to say like okay I could work tons of hours especially in the summer right mm. sun goes down nine whatever but I said to myself I want to be home I want to have a cutoff at like 5 p.m. Mm. I want to make sure that I am back, especially because they, they're there also and they know I'm right there. You know, I yeah. need to be back. They're going to have a much harder time separating work dad, home dad than even you would. Yeah. yeah that's, that's cool. I, I got to take Simon to his first camp that wasn't Shalom. And I mm. remember having that conversation with you guys and you were like, he's so excited to go, go to camp, <laughs> Not, you know, to, to Where he go. didn't have to mow it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, they, and they've been a part of camps before and they've been a part yeah, with you and stuff, but yeah. Uh, yeah, just it's funny to see how your boys interact with it. And Simon's talked about like, hey, I mean, he's not, you know, 100% what he doesn't want to do like yeah. every teenager, mm-hmm. but he's talked about like it, it means a lot to him. Like doing something like that would yeah. be cool. Yeah, here's something for you, Simon. It would yes. be awesome. It, it would be no. incredible. Yeah. And then Lewis and, and Simon going to Awakaya and then like mm-hmm. coming back. Mm-hmm. That was really cool uh, yeah. to have, you know, for them to have that experience and just be like, oh, 
I well, mean, you know, why don't you share yeah. what that experience was? So, uh, Caleb has helped uh, some youth from our area be able to go and serve at Camp Aowakaya. And so, there's a great team that they have put, uh, that they've put together um, and do the worship there. I mean, do the do do it all pretty mm-hmm. much the cleaning, you know, uh, yeah, all kitchen. the a lot of support roles. And so, there's a a, a group of uh, well, the teenagers, the student band goes and plays, uh, provides worship for them, and that's yeah. I mean, they play. Uh, four, two or three times uh, a day and then, yeah like 12 times total or something like that it was yeah. a wake up it's, for them last year i know yeah. yeah and so for them to see that and kind of see what it takes to run a camp they came mm-hmm. back with actually re, you know renewed energy and vision for it so that that's was super awesome. cool yeah. yeah we love your boys they're great uh four boys yeah good so you have chris and your wife yes yes how long have you guys been married we've been married 19 years 19 years that was kind of a whoa to ask me on air, you know, like how many? <laughs> I was checking dang. your idiot stuff. You remember yeah, Caleb's story about forgetting his wife's birthday? A hard idiot, yeah. So, bum, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and then, then Simon, Simon, Lewis, Martin, and Wallace. Simon, Lewis, Martin, and Wallace. Yeah. I get a lot. You know, uh, we, we we're not people would call us a big church because in a county of ten thousand, you know, three hundred people is big. Uh, but I get a lot. Okay, the Shilto boys. Uh, how do you name? And I'm, I'm always like, I, I'm really proud of it. And there's Simon, Lewis, Martin, and Wallace. <laughs> you know, and, I, and we have three in the youth group now. So yeah, that's awesome. that's and, pretty great. Yep. Hey, so uh, going back to Shalom in, in particular, what? Well, in camp in general, what do you see as the role of camp in spiritual formation? Like, wh- yeah. why camp? Well, I think that um, it's kind of that mountaintop experience thing, right? where it's a short amount of time. You guys were talking about this before as well. There's how many hours that they're at camp mm-hmm. versus how many hours they are with their pastor, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, or hearing from their pastor, let alone from their parents or their family. So it's a very short amount of time. And really it'd be nice if the camp experience can just lob a softball, mm-hmm. you know, for the pastors to then be able to hit out yeah. the park mm-hmm. when they get back home. So yeah, yeah, they're only there for a short amount of time. And hopefully what they're hearing at camp is just affirming what the pastor has been saying all along. So, so you really see it as a partnership between the two. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, we can't do, you know, the, the consistency that's required. Mm-hmm. We've got a guy who recently it just kind of shared with me actually about deer camp. And he was like, man, this weekend experience was like a rescue boat for my life, mm-hmm. but I'm living it out. But he's like, but the ship I'm living it out on is the weekly gatherings. That's gotta be a dude boats and ships. He knows the difference. So <laughs> I had to make sure I got it right there. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that right there being the partnership of yeah. there's the one time, but then there's gotta be the follow-up. Mm. I think about that a lot when we go to camp, like for the role of camp in our youth group is we're, we're kind of build to it, right? Like, uh, for some mm. reason, mm-hmm. Chris, you serve on Wednesday nights with us at two twelve. Yeah. The gospel love it. is very clear every Wednesday night. Like we're, mm-hmm. we're seeking salvations. We're seeking all of these big steps. But for most of our students, it's at the mountaintop that Chris just talked Which about so crazy. when they get away to camp. Hmm. Uh, we build to it throughout the year. Yeah. yeah. And so for that to work together, there's this other one, uh, again, another gal, um, Hope Community Church in Leewood, Kansas. They were down for a women's retreat. And she was talking with Carissa and she was like, you know, we're like, how's it going? And she's like, man, it's just like we're getting like a year's worth of relationships oh. in two mm-hmm. days. So good. I was like, oh my gosh, that is it right there. So, yeah. yeah. So in doing some of this uh, preparing for our missions team to head to Awakaya to support what they're doing, because uh, it's, not, it's mm. not us. It's all not about ours. you. Yeah. Yeah. It's all support roles. Mm-hmm. Uh, we found a really great article on the role of camp in, in spiritual formation. And one of those 
Uh, so it pulls out five key things that camp does. And one of those five is the relational time. If yes. you just do, oh, gosh. Yeah. you know, five, four days, five days, 24 hours a day that you're with these people, you think of the amount of time, <laughs> the number of years it would take if you just show up Sunday morning to church mm. or even Sunday morning, Wednesday night, like mm-hmm. yeah. to get <laughs> what's, you know, a hundred plus hours. Yeah. I mean, that's. You can't, yes. you can't put on the happy face all the time. Yeah. You start yeah, yeah. to see those idiot moments for sure. For real. <laughs> I mean, awesome. we have 30-ish Wednesday nights a year. Mm-hmm. So we say at two hours, it's 60 hours of Wednesday night ministries mm-hmm. at 212. Uh, we reach 60 hours very quickly at camp. Oh, yeah. By day three, we've mm-hmm. surpassed it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, then there's that thing about like struggling together or working together. Ah. I mean, that, yeah. <laughs> It, well, if, if you look at this uh, the diagram, the five things, one is relational, which we were just talking about. The second is participatory. Yeah. Uh, so th- those two rubbing together are great mm. because you're living life together. You have yeah. to. There's that relational component, but then you're doing things together all the time. Yeah. You're constantly going and doing things uh, together. Um, one of the other ones uh, that I think Shalom uh, is really good at, just in... <laughs> where it is yeah super rural kansas is that it's different from home it's different mm. it's someplace mm-hmm. different and uh get away get out of the ordinary shaking up those patterns and then you can start to see things hear things differently mm. i was talking with stephen cross actually and member of our yes church. we love stephen and iron uh, man himself amazing yes and uh he was saying like mission trips camps things like that he's like that's where like when i'm in god's word where i often like receive something the most. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just be nice. I am convinced. I actually think I, I know why that is. Um, I'm not gonna be able to find a biblical truth about this, I <laughs> guess, but from my experience and I, you guys probably could echo this. I actually think that God, and this is biblical. God has ordained certain places over others. I, I just think something about the camps. I know, I know how much Shalom has been prayed over. I know how much God has been True. in that. I know how much like the camps we go to. I, I think God has set aside places, uh, Caleb's looking at me with his well, nerd look. So yeah, yeah, he wants I'm to push say, back on me. No, no, so. no. I'm going to 100% support you. Yeah. You want to know what it's called in the Bible? The wilderness. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely it's the wilderness. It's 100% the wilderness. And where It's funny because it went from the garden that God created a space <laughs> yeah, to be close yeah, yeah. to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's where you suddenly are like, oh, wow, uh, Moses. I got out of Critical time in the wilderness. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. We just read a story uh, with my kids this morning. Jesus went out into the, the wilderness yeah. by himself mm-hmm. to pray. Uh, David, lots of time in the wilderness. Elijah, lots of time in the wilderness. John the Baptist. John the Baptist, lots of time in the wilderness. Paul, lots of, I mean, the list literally, is, it's ridiculous how many of the key uh, heroes of the faith had intense, painful times in the wilderness, but that's also where they met with they God. Grew. yeah. It was so critical. And so mm. I think camp... In a, in a very limited, very controlled uh, way, is a little bit of a wilderness where yeah. everything else sort of gets stripped away. You get forced in with a bunch of different people. You're doing different things. Yeah. Uh, this is actually where the, the fourth element comes in, is that camp is still a safe place. It's not like the wilderness mm. that... <laughs> no uh, lions. There's no lions out there, right? <laughs> like they're, yeah. they're not in danger of not eating. Uh, no, our camp, they eat good. Yeah, <laughs> so. yes. yes. <laughs> It's great. I see. I see Caleb's Venn diagram over here. Uh, if you know Caleb, he loves graphs, mm. uh, loves Excel, you know, things like that. 
uh, and one of the circles is faith centered because there is a difference in yeah camping mm. or hiking in the wilderness as mm-hmm. we know it and going to church camp a yeah. faith centered faith based experience well even uh so Aowakaya is located on a nice size lake and there's three other camps located on that and wow. one of them is faith centered the other two would not be at all yeah and the faith of that other one is is odd, but yeah, uh, yeah. So specifically, faith centered. Uh, so Chris, just ask you, what are some of the stories that you've heard or seen of how people have grown because of their time at Shalom? Wow. Well, there are. I mean, some of those references uh, there, that quote I gave. But then we also mm-hmm. have kids who've been coming to Shalom since they were very young. And they have also become counselors as well, just like you were talking about there, Caleb. Um, and so that's really cool to be able to see them coming back, having that kind of experience. I don't get to hear all the stories. You know, there's people who go and, you know, come and then go. Uh, we used to keep this thing where people could write down journals and they would just talk about things that they've been freed from, you know, time and prayer that they had. Yeah. I mean, we uh, we often pray that God would show up in a unique way for them. Yeah. And so whether that's like, I mean, they're in creation, right? So they'll come back and they'll be like, gosh, I, j- I saw these deer come at this perfect time. Or I was down at the pond and I was praying and I just I, like, God just really reaffirmed something for me that I was reading this morning, th- that morning in his mm-hmm. word or something like that. So um, just, yeah, things like that. Yeah. I, th- I think, you know, I could tell you a dozen stories for, for our students, but for us, uh, we just, we have another podcast with our 212 students and I was talking to two of our girls that have graduated mm. and both of them, I, I asked this question, like, when did your faith become your own? And they both spoke about a time at camp when they were dealing with something at home, they brought it, God had kind of woke them up, shook them up a little bit. And something about that away time that, that intersects all those things that we were talking about earlier yeah. allows you to make a decision in a different place. Mm. That's You don't have the normal pressures. You don't have the normal... Uh, just responsibilities, all those things. It allows you to make those decisions. Uh, and God does some really, really cool things. Uh, as you guys were talking, it brought a story to mind. There was a group that came from Minnesota. And uh, right with, like literally right when they got off the bus, um, they started unpacking stuff. And then I later heard that one of these camp- campers, this girl had said to their counselors, like, I want to get baptized here. Mm. And it was, they were like, okay, that's cool. I mean, uh, you know, we're going to actually have a church-wide baptism service in a couple of weeks when we get back to mm-hmm. when we get back home. And she's like, "No, no, I don't want to like <laughs> this humble." No, no, you're good. Keep going. Brag. Yeah, but she's like, "No, there's just something about here in this place. I want to get baptized here." Um, and so, like, yeah. that was. I mean, yeah, like you said, John and Grace specifically in this case have prayed over the land, have prayed for, have mm-hmm. prayed for the guests. John would always pray that. I've tried to continue that prayer. Like I pray that no matter where people step foot on this property, they would sense his power, his presence, and his joy. Mm-hmm. And so there's just something. And she ended up having like seven other friends get baptized with her. And I didn't know her story, kind of heard of it a little bit from the youth pastor, but she was going through some intense times at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so there was that kind of example there mm-hmm. of having it. Why not? I love it. That's super good. And it was for, it was uh, predicated or, you know, they had been walking with her. They knew where she was in mm-hmm. her faith. And then they knew they'd be able to f- walk with her afterwards. So I think that's that's super important, right? Yeah. It's not just right here. It's not isolated outside of those relationships. Actually, that, that tees up one of the best things this article talks about. Uh, wh- and it was trying to analyze how, f- how faith has been affected by camp. And just a massive number of kids in our country 
that have had the opportunity to go to a Christian camp. Um, I think they say 2 million kids oh, man. Uh, have wow. gone to a Christian camp uh, at some point, a faith-based camp. Um, but w- what it talks about was the lasting impact for camp was not so much in the vertical, but in the horizontal. Meaning in the vertical relationship, their relationship with God uh, and and that stuff, the measurables there, like their agreement with whatever the doctrinal statement was, their time reading the word of God, the, the, that stuff uh, was temporarily boosted, but yeah. that didn't have a lasting impact. What had a lasting impact was what you were just talking about. Their craving, their desire for the vertical the horizontal relationships. Yeah, yeah, horizontal. Yeah. The horizontal relationships, meaning mm. their desire for Christian community, their desire for a faith-based community. Wow. Uh, and that's what they saw a lasting impact. Uh, well, I think of like, especially people who don't grow up in a Christian home. If they go and see like, wait, there's, this happens? Like there's mm. adults who actually like mm. care about me and want to yeah. know about what's going on in my life. And yeah. like, it looks... Like as much as I can tell, this looks genuine from yeah. what I'm getting. Yeah. And we talk about like having, like being Jesus with flesh on. Mm. They might hear about the vertical and that might all be there, but yeah. there's other yeah. things that are blocking them from being able to actually experience that in a, a relational horizontal way. So. That happens a lot for us, what you're talking about in the worship times at our camp. The camp that we go to, because it's so large, can afford to bring in yeah. uh, just incredibly talented people. Mm. Just incredibly t- I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to trash any other camp. That's not sure. at all what I was doing, but... It brings in these, like, you would see them at passion kind of people, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, uh, passion conferences. And, like, when, I, when our students, I've seen this for the last, you know, eight years, when our students begin to worship, it always starts with the kid that you're like, oh, yeah, they love worship. You know, they're playing music, maybe on the worship team, like, they're free. And then it has this infectious kind of thing that happens mm-hmm. through the rest of the, t- the team, the group, where they begin to kind of open up and free up, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh and I've, and I've talked to kids like, oh, man, a camp, you know, why can't everything be like camp? I was like, well, one, camp is the mountaintop. Like, mm-hmm. you're getting to see an opportunity of what it looks like to kind of live freely and live all mm-hmm. out. Like, now, how do you take that, those horizontal relationships, and bring them back to First Baptist Church, to Pleasanton Schools, or wherever you go, to Jayhawk Prayer View? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you bring those back to your families? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, Man, I just think about the van rides there, the whole week you spend, like, our youth group, the tight group that we have, and Caleb, this is I know true for your youth group as well. Chris, I'm not sure about yours. Those relationships were solidified at camp, mm. and those are the things you talked about and looked back to. It was a big deal. So, mm. yeah. it's uh, this this article at one point says, uh, even more astounding, those who attended religious summer camp as children or youth were over three times more likely to remain religious five years later than those who did not attend. You're talking about the people who could walk away. Also, yes, it's this the, it's is a prime walk away age group. So if you but, go at 18, yeah. you're going to make it to 24, 23. I, I mean, you're more three likely. times. Yeah. Three times. That's it's an crazy. astounding, yeah. simple. So for parents out there, just bringing it back to, to mm. those just listening, like send your kids to camp. It's expensive. I know it's, expensive. it's, it, it's, it gets in the way of vacations. It gets in the way of it summer is. sports. It gets in the way of all those things. It's a sacrifice, but it will investing in pay long-term. eternal dividends. You know, my least favorite thing about camp is that we stop going like so many adults 
Like every time oh, I bring adults, we being adults, yeah, yeah, yes. we, we. That's the retreats. You just turn it into. You turn it into retreats, but so many times I'll take adults with me. I said I've joked with Chris. I was like, Chris, I know that you work at camp your whole life, but I think if you came to camp with me, <laughs> I'm always recruiting there. Uh, I want to uh, get away from camp a little bit. Yeah, sometimes. yeah. The adults though that go with yeah. me uh, to camp or go with us to kids camp, uh, they come back to me like. And I asked me, "Hey, you going next year?" Yeah, but I'm going for me as much as yeah, I'm going it's for. Exactly right. They well, have just you know, it's, it doesn't stop when you're 18. I guess. So for parents, uh, or just the average person listening, volunteer. I guarantee your church yes. brings kids to camp. I got to shout out Teresa Thompson, who's been to camp yes. for more summers than I've been alive. I think so. Uh, <laughs> she. I don't know if that's true. I don't know. I'm putting her on blast. Yeah. Uh, but, but I just, I'm trying to say we have super faithful people who use their vacation time Mm. to come to camp and they keep doing it, not out of guilt or not out of some weird, like I got to do it because of the church. I mean, maybe there's some of that, but they enjoy it. Well, they've seen the impact, the positive benefits of it as well. Yeah. And all the youth in their church. Yeah. Go to camp. Go to camp. Hey, uh, Chris, thanks for coming on. Uh, how can we find more about shalom how can we support oh, it yeah. just let us know how we can do that yep shalom retreatcenter.org and so that's our webpage. uh got all of our info there would love to have you stop by we're just north on 1095 if you're in the area here um but um yeah. north of mount, mount city, city yeah. mount, mount city, city Kansas. which is the center of everything awesome right <laughs> right <laughs> oh, we do have people line. who there we go <laughs> yeah that should not be our tagline we are for lynn county not mound city uh, yep. only so shalom retreat center.org thanks for asking no that. but yeah. it's not just to be clear it's not just for camps and retreats that's if right my wife and i want to yes. come spend some time at shalom yeah, because right. we feel like we're getting you know stretched too thin yes that's possible too absolutely personal yeah. retreats you know, marriage, families, families, hosted families. Yep. We just this last weekend, we hosted a family. Yep. Um, multiple families coming in. We got different options on the property, cabins, guest house, things like that. You've done a beautiful job with the website. Mm. Uh, there's some great videos and pictures up there. Go check it out. Uh, is there a giving section where you can support giving page? Yep. Social media. You can find us there as well. Chris doesn't like asking for money. So we're going to ask, Hey guys, give Chris money for Shalom retreat centers. Yeah. It's going to be great. Great great work for the gospel. So yeah. Thanks guys. Thanks for coming on. I think we should end this with the classic Jewish ending when they would say hello or goodbye to someone. Right. Did, did Chris have another don't be an idiot story? Did he almost get away? I I think we, we almost slipped. Well, give uh, us an idiot story. Um, this is the right way to end this. <laughs> I mean, there's give the us money and then here's <laughs> how I'm an idiot. <laughs> there's the ones like, I remember a group, I was getting ready for a group and I was wanting everything to look great, right? This is Absolutely. early on. I mean, you know, yeah. and, uh, I'm, so I'm like rushing around. It's kind of muddy. I start to like back out and mud just slings up all over the, like one side of this building. Like this is like. 10 minutes before T they're about to arrive. 10 minutes. Oof. <laughs> yeah. Another one. I'm dying for you. Um, tractor, muddy hill, like trailer full of wood and like trying to get up that hill. I know the hill. And then jackknifing. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Yeah. So. I got out of it. I don't, I don't, I honestly don't remember what I did. Like put it in park, something got, got back on, readjusted and was able to kind of slowly back down. Carissa! <laughs> Carissa! No, he already was very vulnerable to tell us he did jackknife. His wife yeah. did not have to be involved. Yeah, he did not have to be rescued by anyone. He rescued it himself. Yeah. So, yep. those are great. Those are great. Few of them. Um, yeah, I've uh, I came to Lynn County a uh, year after you, and okay. so I got to see early on what Shalom looked like, 
um, and how you've helped it grow and progress and develop. And uh, it's just been awesome getting to see Thanks. tangible developments. Like you can yes. look, you can look out at the property and be like, this is what I've done. And uh, it's really cool. See what God has done through you. I'll yes. that, so. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've taken our youth there multiple mm-hmm. times. We just had a big kind of event there. Yeah. Uh, one of the last Wednesday nights in, in, in our season. Together. Yeah. I had the community together, had Adam LaRoche there. It was a lot of fun. We've done it multiple times. We swim there do all kinds of stuff. We've got so. an internship going this summer. Super excited about that. Involved oh, yeah. a lot of 212 students. Talk, talk yes. about that just real quick. Uh, Cause that's another great way to get plugged in. Yes. Uh, if you're in the County. Right. We'd love to have you. Yeah. If you're interested, uh, we've got youth coming out about 10 this summer. Really. It's only, we have kind of a key time. I mean, June and July are our craziest months of the year, even though it's only 20%. I mean, you know, it's back to back. So yeah. Um, quick turnover. And so having those, those folks on hand really helps. Um, Tuesday is actually one of our main days where we need a lot of help. And so they're helping do landscaping and maintenance, lifeguarding, actually running concessions, cleaning, all those kinds of things. And how do so, they get plugged into doing that? Um, they can talk to me. Uh, talk to me. I can connect you to Chris to too. Talk to Jake. Yep. Talk to Caleb. Yeah. We're, we, it's we it's already you. been a huge help. So. Yep. Yeah. And on your website, I'm sure, is all your contact info. Yes. So it is all there as well. Yep. Dot com. Yeah. Right there. And their Instagram dot page. Org. Dot org. Dot org. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Well, cool. Uh, then we'll wrap it up. Shalom, shalom. Perfect peace. Uh, we'll see you next time, guys. Mm-hmm.